Hello, and welcome to RD and the Inbetweens. I'm your host, Kelly Priest, and every fortnight I talk to a different guest about researchers, development, and everything in between. Thank you for tuning into this online resource. Today we are joined by our very own Dr. Victoria Omatosho, who just graduated with her PhD in Theology from the University of Exeter. So thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, it's been a long road. COVID's been hard for everyone, but um, yeah, finally got that graduation. I've been dreaming about forever. Congra- Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations! It has been a hard journey, and you definitely deserve it. And you look beautiful today, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what your research questions, your research um, interests are. Yeah. Um, so, hi everyone. Yeah, I'm Victoria. Um, I was a PhD student and candidate at the University of Exeter. Uh, prior to that, I had um done my degree in my undergrad in music and theology um at Leeds and then went on to do a master's uh, in biblical studies um at the King's King's College London and it was there where really all the kind of um first seedlings were sown I guess into me looking at theology and media and Jesus films and the relationship into that and that then led me to be able to do um kind of draw up a proposal and yes come to Exeter to do um my research so um I was just born in London Nigerian ancestry uh, but I grew up in South Africa so a lot of my kind of cross-cultural upbringing has really like informed um my research and the pathway and the trajectory that it ended up taking um, so my research was looking at audience reception, uh, and that means like how audiences um, respond to a you know a, a film or a piece of art or any of those things. So I was looking at cross-cultural audience reception um, from audiences in the UK and in um, South Africa because of my own kind of personal connections to those two geographical locations um, and um, looking at how they respond to Jesus in film and specifically a black Jesus and a more westernized Jesus and using those as parallels to um, compare and contrast how people responded to Jesus in film. And a lot of it actually, um, what came out of that was um, understanding really how our own worldviews, our own contexts and cultural locations um, really influence how we perceive uh, Jesus in films and how we kind of construct our own uh, perceptions in light of our own biases and assumptions of um, of what we may or may not have known. Um, so a lot of my research involves that, a lot of my research involves, um, currently my research interests involve a lot of kind of like decolonization work, post-colonial work, looking at how, um, because a lot of my work was focused in the global south, looking at how colonialism, even in film, has um, made a massive impact in kind of the cultural subconsciousness of how people perceive a white Jesus. So yeah, that's kind of where my interests lie. 
Amazing. So your PhD thesis was entitled Image in Jesus, Ethnic Identity and Cultural Dynamics in the Lumino Project, the Gospel of Mark and the Son of Man. So tell us a little bit more about that, like how you did your research and, and, and what your findings were. Yeah, so um, a lot of it was, like I said, based on audience reception and cultural um, like ethnography um, studies. So how it was set up was um, I had some main questions, you know, like how, to what extent, um, you know, how do people respond to using film? To what extent are, um, I kind of used four themes. So like um, fidelity to the text, for example, which aims to determine how closely related these films were to the biblical text that they were aiming to kind of emulate and music and gender and all those things and ethnicity of course were kind of the four major themes I used as lens. So um, with that came um, setting up focus groups in, uh, in the UK uh, and in South Africa. And again, just showing them parallel versions of these two Jesuses that I had. Um, and yeah, their findings were really interesting in the UK a lot of the audiences were uh, middle, about, you know, like middle class um, British white people. And in South Africa, it was very much a mix. You had white South Africans, black South Africans, but the majority um, of the people in South Africa were mainly black South Africans that were responding to these focus groups. Um, so I had them set up and asked them to kind of yeah just tell us what tell me what they thought um and it was interesting because the um the white South African the white uh British excuse me the white British audience very much preferred the black Jesus um which is from the film Son of Man um and they were very much like you know this is great can't couldn't stand the western version they thought it was boring they thought it was clinical Whereas, complete opposite in South Africa, particularly with the black audiences who were very vocal that they could not have a black Jesus on screen. They were just like, this is absolutely not who Jesus should be. Um, this is completely, you know, not what the Gospels are. They much preferred the Western Jesus. So, um, you know, it begs the question as to, you know, when we actually start to strip back people's... Um, historical locations as you know in a nation like South Africa which has a lot of tension with race and ethnicity historically when you place a savior into the paradigms of a black body what are the implications of that and what does that have subconsciously and also on the flip side when we come to the global north you know you know there are suspicions of exoticism and suspicions of Western liberalism that makes them think, oh, because it's different, it's much more preferred. So, you know, these tensions are so nuanced and on both sides of the spectrum, but it was a very kind of interesting um, study to undertake. Yeah. It just sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, uh, so, but what, what role do you think that colonialism may have played in the perception of the, the South African audience that had, had that perception? Yeah. It's interesting because obviously I'm dealing, I'm using film as a lens and as a as a tool to be able to kind of 
decipher what is going on in terms of post-colonial um, mm. implications of this. Um, and it's, you know, it's amazing to see how that dominant image of the white Jesus has been so much um, globalized and commercialized. And we think way back, you know, with Christianity and, and the role Christianity played in saying, this is the image of Christianity, which is a white Jesus. And bringing that over, over to the continent um, of Africa, of course, and, you know, in these communities that were taught Christianity, they were also taught all the iconography. They were also taught, you know, not just doctrines, but iconographies and ways of living. And, um, you know, it was a whole another culture shift when Christianity came. And part of that culture shift was the images. And what were these images? The images, you know, of a white Jesus. And that has been so much ingrained into a subconscious that even film um, you know, the films that were played had always been of a white Jesus, you know, of, of this generation of people growing up. It's only in kind of recent years now, I think filmmakers have started to have a, a consciousness and and audiences themselves, this is the importance of audiences, is that audiences themselves have that agency to be able to, um, you know, kind of propagate that, what they want is authenticity. So only in you know more re recent years that we're seeing kind of um, filmmaking develop into something that will be a bit more authentic. But you know it's a long way to still go for people to still kind of shed that colonial image and the effects of that, particularly in a nation you know like South Africa. Yeah. So with regard to decolonialism and um, theology and film and just in general. Um, what would you like to see in the next uh, 10 to 20 years? Yeah, I'd like to see a complete culture shift. In and when I mean culture shift, I mean a kind of opening and recognising um, of what we of what we mean when we're talking about, de you know, decolonising. Theology in itself, um, you know, needs a good clean <laughs> of decolonisation and film. And there's so many industries and disciplines and departments that kind of need to recognize and I think of course like I said you know the first step is actually recognizing that these systems are in place and that you know you need to be able to um because you're again you're working with people it's going to be you're always going to know that there is always going to be opposition and challenges and um delays you know into wanting this change but I think if collectively people start to actually realize well you know they are other epistemologies for example there are other ways of knowing there are other you know um kind of tractions through which we can extract meaning and gain knowledge and I think I'd like I'd love to see that in in you know in our field in the next you know 10 to 10 to 20 years just seeing that kind of appreciation for um voices other voices other points of view and it's not just a case of including you know, it's not just a case of including non-white scholars into the curriculum or including, you know, non-white sources, but actually um, having a broad dialogue, um, you know, with 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 various voices and various kind of um, points of knowledge through which we can all, I think, learn something and gain something rather than just um, making it transformative, I think. Um, 
I'd love to see that in theology, for theology to be more transformative, more on the front lines of what we're doing. And part of that is understanding that there's a decolonizing process that has to go through for us to be able to actually just interact with the greater representations of society. We need to be able to represent what society looks like. And society does not look white, fully white, and society is not fully male. And society is not, you know, straight white male Christians. That's not what society represents. And I think theology has a very much, I see it as a very much a prophetic call, actually, to be able to break through those barriers and actually um, engage with the more wider representations of the other voices that we have in society. Wow, that's amazing. Um, just finally, um, the, the last question. Um, so with regard to decolonization, um, what would you also like to see in, in the kind of academy at, at large, in other departments in higher education with regard to decolonization? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to kind of imagine what that would look like in reality. But I think similarly, similarly to what I said in terms of in society, what I would like to see as well is, again, like, you know, having the opportunity for, you know, kind of ethnic minority students and giving them, I think when they, you know, when you see an ethnic minority, you know, and, and a woman that's in academia and in a high position, um, I think it definitely influences kind of the younger generation that something is possible. And I think even that in itself is a decolonizing process, just looking at the faces that are there, that already is also part of decolonizing. Yeah. Um, you know, departments and systems and just see who is in the room, who are the people that are, you know, sat at the table, so to speak. Um, and I think encouraging that even from like right from under, you know, from 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 high school and college, like encouraging, um, you know, other ethnic minorities, um, you know, white working class, like encouraging these young people to be able to actually aim aim and want to aim for higher, aim for change in whatever discipline they decide to go for, um, I think would be again another great shift in our department. So when we look at a staff, when we look at who are the staff in our department, it's not again all just one template, but rather kind of a representation, like I said, of society. And with all that beautiful representation and diversity, you know, comes so many different um understanding and all of that can only gain traction for the better yeah thank you victoria i mean yeah like your your career has really been inspired inspired me and seeing you in the academy has you know inspired me so much so thank you so much um so how can we keep in touch with you like what are your social media handles um yeah, yeah. Your handles and, and what are you up to what can we expect from you in the next couple of years yeah well yeah you can catch me i'm mostly on twitter uh, as as in victory so you know as in victory that's where you can catch me um kind of on social i tweet a lot about yeah just things going on in the world and academia and stuff like that um yeah i mean some pretty exciting things coming up uh most particularly is that my phd has been uh, accepted by Bloomsbury Publishing House. Um, Congratulations. So thank you, thank you. So yeah, a lot of my 
next couple of months at least we'll be kind of dealing with that and working with that um i'm coming you know to exercise or see a few talks here and there um so yeah so normally i treat everything i'm doing so yeah you can kind of keep up keep up with victory i don't know well i was going to think of a catchy name you know like keeping up with the kardashians kind of a thing but um i don't have one so you can just follow me <laughs> and find out what i'm up to <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, thank you so much for joining. I really thank you so much for having me. You're a lovely lady. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're very excited to see what you do in the next couple of years, and we're excited for your book when it comes out. Oh, so, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. It's been so great. Always love coming back to Exeter. My first love. <laughs> we're family. <laughs> okay, so see you. Thank you. Thanks. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and join me next time where I'll be talking to somebody else about researchers, development and everything in between.